Hey everybody, Editor Steve here. So we did something a little special in this episode, and because of that, the audio is going to be a bit muffled. Um, I know a lot of people like podcasts. It's like you're listening in on your friend's conversation. Uh, well, this podcast, it's sort of like you're listening in from outside of the door a little bit sometimes. Uh, my mic didn't do a great job of picking up when multiple people are talking, so um, if there's ever a pause, imagine that we're all laughing and having fun, because that's probably what was happening. Um, anyway, enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Baki Taki. The Centennial Tournament, the end of Season 1 or Season 2, depending on how you define things. Uh, you might already hear noises, and that's because I'm joined for this special season finale with the all-stars of Season 1. We've got... Let, let's just introduce ourselves in a circle. I'm Catherine. Philip. Christian. Lindsay. And Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's here if you hear any dog noises. I'm not just adding them like I did in that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, a great episode. So I just want to start off with a bit of um, an, a, an apology because I've been wrong all season. I think I've said like 30 times that the end of this season is where we see what the convicts and inmates are up to. That is not what happens. That happens at the end of next season. So you will have to stay for another 13 episodes. All right. So this episode starts off where the last one ended. Um, which is that the Chinese government has flown a helicopter into Japan's sovereign the airspace. Republic of China. The People's Republic of China. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, and I, so I knew that this was happening. Uh, me and my mom covered this in the last episode. What, I, knew, what, I knew. What did you guys think was going on? Were you surprised to see that Baki was um, being airlifted out of the country? Well, I'm up to date. So All I can say is that, like, I don't really think you need to be airlifted out of a country to go to China. Like there must be faster modes of transportation than just then what? Then then air? Are you like going to take a helicopters are not quick. Well, they get about like China and Japan are very far apart. Like they're oh, they're not exactly close. It's like not able to go that long of distances. No, exactly. Like real fast. I mean, they had one of those planes that like flies up and like refuels them as they go. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of questions right off the bat. How's this going to get resolved? Yeah, no, what's his face? You run him across the water. Ritz, he yeah. runs across He's there, right? So he he did the math and he could do four hundred feet. Mm. And according to Phil, China is more than four hundred feet from Japan. Um, <laughs> Steve, check that for us. What did, what did you guys think of the other of just the people in that scene? Because there was a really big guy next to Kozue. Kozue was in this scene. Retsu was there. Did like any any thoughts? Who was the big dude? Like he was like even for Baki. Like there we saw a Yeti later, and I feel like he was the size of the Yeti. Well, he was bigger. So that's he was big. He was bigger than the Yeti. Don't be afraid. It'll be fine. So that's Ando. Um, Ando lives in the woods. Um, we met him last episode, and uh, he tried to cure Baki, but it didn't take. So that's why he has to go to China. Is he part Yeti? Uh no. Um, there's only one Yeti. There's only one Yeti left, and that's because Yujiro murdered the rest of them. What? Is that exactly? Yes. Last episode, Baki went to a cave with a bunch of ape skeletons, um, and it was last episode. Did you did you listen to Mom's episode? I forgot all this. <laughs> My mom didn't realize they were ape skeletons. It was yeah. Anyway. So yeah, so Baki gets flown out to China. So we've watched the whole episode. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I fully didn't know that was Kozue. 
Like, I feel like... It's a woman on the show. No, she does that, look older. Yeah. Like, part of me was like, did the whole sex thing glam her up, too? Like, was it like, a, like both of them, you know, she had their upgrades? She seems, like, middle-aged. Well, she got really, like, strong and buff. Whereas she got, like, w- older woman. She's used now. That's <laughs> actually legitimately what it seemed like, though. I still subscribe to the theory that the animators, since they only have one woman to animate, they just do it different every time to, like, try and spice things up. But So, yeah. Uh, we've watched the whole episode. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, do you know why Baki had to go to China? He was poisoned by Yanagi because of his, his whip hands. Right, but what does going to China do to that? I have no fucking idea. That's weird. I, yeah. That's where the tournament is. And it's where the ride died. It's almost like we're seeing the flip side of the whole synchronicity. Synchronicity? Synchronicity. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> But like all these randos just showed up and they're like, we need to fight. Now we're seeing Baki just showing up at a tournament, and they're like, I need to fight to do Well, but he didn't something. even say that. It was Retsu. Retsu was like, he has to go to the tournament to Got fight. To to China. It'll be the death of him. This is how we bring him back to life. Having him fight now is the only way to save him. Yeah. This specific the People's Republic. He didn't actually explain how... And Taiwan. He didn't explain how this tournament was going to cure him. He just was very adamant. Like, I like to think that Retsu thinks it's so obvious that, like, yeah. But there's there's no real reason given why this tournament will help, other than that it will. What if this gets him killed? I do understand why you're worried, Kozue. But China's a vast land, and its martial arts just as deep. So when I tell you that Baki must fight if he seeks a true and lasting cure, it's not just something I made up. Who said plane? China. <laughs> no, but it was okay. Was it the little guy's plane, or was it? I don't know why Tokugawa would have a helicopter that says the People's Republic of China. It says to him, he goes, "Thanks for putting all this together." I assume that he called the leader of China. But said, then there was the other person. I need a helicopter. Don't go making promises you can't keep. Just get Bucky to China before he dies. There was the other person that said, like, the name Retsu really, uh, really, you know, does a lot in China. But if he was just calling a buddy to get a thing, does it even matter if China knows their, his name? Well, I thought you would have all... Yeah, gee. No, no, because this is not clarified. <laughs> what what you've seen in the show is what we get. <laughs> The little guy did seem to have like a Southern American like accent. Yeah, it's Tokugawa. That's his. That's his. Hey, buddy, he's, he's from the first episode. Oh, uh, and many other episodes. Well, clearly not Catherine's. No, I've seen not, two episodes. They were not in Catherine's episodes. But yeah, Tokugawa runs the underground fight ring, and for some reason is has like a Texas accent in the show. It's a lot of fun. Do you think he just wants to go to this tournament because he like wants his? to be as cool as this tournament like he's like let me go check out the competition i was gonna put it out here his tournament's already cooler than the ride tie tournament oh <laughs> right <laughs> but that's for next season to find yeah, spoilers <laughs> the ride tie tournament like it implodes but we'll get to that um so i guess before we dive into anything uh what is the ride tie tournament Anyone? a centennial tournament yeah or 
Sea, no, not sea kings. <laughs> what are they called? Pios. Pios. Yeah. It's the the drum and the platform <laughs> characters. Uh, right, Ty? It's written using the character for beating a drum and the character for platform. That's its original Chinese name. So, 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 so Retsu goes into the history of the Raitai tournament, which is many historians have tried to explain this, but they were all wrong. And make it very clear. Historians over the years have offered a long list of plausible explanations, but they've all gotten it wrong. <laughs> so what's what's the the story behind it? It's there. There used to be a an ancient Roman competition. Um, well, no, I think there was an ancient Roman that went to fight in China named like Pius or something. Like oh no, they came and to Rome. Oh, I thought the first one was oh, no, known as the Silk Road. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So there was uh, a there's some fighting style that Romans had perfected that the name is Promathodon. It's something like yeah, that. yeah, the Promathodon. It, it's like that. It's, I remember at the end of Mean Girls when she's in the Promathodon. I wish I could find <laughs> the limit does not. Exist. Anyway, so the Romans yeah. at the time are really strong. The Chinese were like, we're gonna learn and use this fighting technique. And over many years, they did. Mm -hmm. And then they became known as the Dragon Fighters or something like that. So the Romans used to have a, a tournament to crown the best fighter. Uh, an Asian or Chinese guy showed up and got... He was the an original Kaio, got his ass handed to him. And then over hundreds of years, because the Chinese are the best at combat, food, and sex. Mm -hmm. um, However, the Chinese obsession with the pursuit of all that is rooted in human nature including combat, food, and sex, as no equal outside our country. The Chinese beat the Romans, which in hindsight, honestly, the fact that it took them hundreds of years is not that impressive. Um, I mean, Rome declined pretty famously. You know what? That's true. Yeah. I think it was because they lost to China in a martial arts. <laughs> yeah, they don't really elaborate the timeline here on, like, which came first, the fall of Rome or, like, you know, China taking their asses. And then that's why they had to like rename the Silk Road no. the Dragon. See, the Romans became scared of China, so they renamed the Silk Road the Dragon Road. The proud Romans began to fear our kung fu, calling it the Asian Dragon. And the ancient Silk Road, the route by which the Chinese fighters came to Rome, came to be viewed with great loathing, and it was soon renamed the Dragon Road. Um, because of the one dude who'd come over and beat them up. And that's why they started having Out of the hundreds. Yeah. And that's why they started having the tournament in China, because the Romans just gave up and they said we're no longer gonna have this tournament because they keep winning. Honestly, what a oh. what a humiliation. You beat these guys for hundreds of years and then you lose once and you say, We're done. The dragon road, we can't compete. But yeah, so the Raitai tournament is a continuation of an ancient Roman tournament to determine who's the best martial artist. And the format of it is you take all the Kaios. So we've met three Kaios in the course of this show. Can can anybody guess the Kaios that we've met? Ratsu. Correct. The, the guy in this episode? Who is just the a master? I don't, yeah. The BDI guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kaio Ryu is the other one. The, the third one's going to shock you unless you, have, unless you can listen. That's a good guess. It's the old guy, right? Isn't he a Kaio from way back? It's Kaio Dorian. Dorian is a Kaio, if you remember oh, yeah. from uh, his stuff. He he uh, punched a cave instead of punching a boulder. But yeah, his so... Pardon? His name is Dorian, too? No, no, I'm talking about Dorian. Oh, 
Yep, <laughs> very confused. I thought you meant the guy who was punching the rock. No, he was he the same as the old punch. So we do meet someone this episode that Phil's referring to who is on the track to being the next Kyle. Meet Yo Ocho, the next candidate for the title of Kyo. Anyway, so the next season will be a bunch of fights between Kyos, but before we get to that, Baki is not a Kyo. So he's sort of being put into the tournament on like a waiver or like a special condition. So he has to fight what's his name? I I don't know. I hate this Dave. Guy. Dave. Dave too. <laughs> so he Wait, fight. We already had a Dave. Yeah. Oh, like two episodes. Junior fight Dave. <laughs> that was a real Dave. All right. Um this is Bob. Boulder Dan. Boulder Dan. I like it. All right. Okay. So wasn't that already? Oh no, I'm thinking Matatar. <laughs> The Boulder. It's not him. So Boulder Dan. Um, Baki has to fight Boulder Dan to prove that he can compete in the Grand Ragtag Tournament. Who wants to take this one? Christian. Okay. Uh, he's, he's we all had our hands up. <laughs> he's uh, kicking the shit out of a boulder to make it perfectly round. And then he gets the call that he's got to fight this sickly, young, like 17-year-old kid. Uh, and he's pissed. Yeah, he's pissed. He fucking goes for it, and he just can't touch Baki. He, you know, takes kicks, punches. Baki just like sort of, based on the animation, like teleports. Him. Teleports into a hug, lifts him off the ground. The guy's like elbowing Baki in the back, and he's just kind of like taking it. Baki's unfazed. The audience is in awe that he's just not feeling it. He's learning what Kozue learned episodes ago. I had no idea. Your back is so big. Like, Baki turns into, like, a ghost for mo brief moments. Like, it does look like he's, like, he's, like, transparent and then makes sort think, of a not-animated smirk. I yeah. feel like it's supposed to be, like, he's so fast. That's his after image. Yeah, the guy still is going for where he was. Yeah, it's like, you know, in, like, Looney Tunes when they, like, run really Legit. fast and it's, like, a dust cloud that's exactly shaped <laughs> that's like That's what them. it is. Bop, 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 bop. It is also just the most humiliating way. To, like, 100%. I was I was thinking of describing it as he manhandles him, but he handles him like you would a child. Like, mm. he just lifts him up and then lets him wail on him because the punches do not. Baki's face the entire time is just, like, serene. Oh, yeah. He has, like, no facial expression beyond just sort of, like, a... a he, has, he has a very weird facial. Yeah. At the beginning, when he does, like, the crucifix he pose. He this, like... He poses on some lifting his ass. Well, so has this moment with Kozue where he's kind of... They lock eyes, and he's like, hmm. And the other guy gets pissed. He's like, why aren't you staring at me? Don't yeah. be staring at the one woman in here. Yeah. This Kayo... Th this guy isn't even a Kayo. And yeah, he he's never gonna be. Well... No. Two is he he concedes like Baki doesn't even actually hit him. Yeah, Baki doesn't do anything. That's why it's he's, ultimately humiliating, though. Yeah, he's really living up to his name of Baki the Grappler. Simple fact. From what I can tell, the original like manga is just called Baki, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it when they brought it to America, they were like, nobody, what what the fuck is a Baki? So they just put the Grappler onto it, so that people knew it was a fighting manga. Grappler. Grappler. Grappler? Yeah. I grapple you. Oh. I would think that's about like climbing. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. It's a climbing anime. You know how many of those there are. Well, I would watch that. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I feel like there's one about climbing a mountain. Anyway. Um, that's Steve <laughs> Next season on my new podcast. Climbing the mountain the anime. 
So the show I was talking about was called Summit of the Gods, and it is just climbing the mountain, the anime. Um, although it might not be an anime. So it's based on a manga. All of the characters are Japanese. However, the dialogue is in French, and it was produced and animated in France. So Climbing Magazine considers it an anime. Um, so take that what you will. So, yeah, so we sort of jumping all over the place because after Baki wins his fight, he has a nice sit-down dinner with, um... Well, hold on. Can I just explain how dumb this fight is? Because, like, Ryu goes to Eyeless Guy and is like, you gotta let him into the Ryu tournament. Ryu is the Eyeless Guy. Who's the... Retsu. Retsu goes to oh Ryu, the Eyeless Guy. Everybody in the audience is like, come on, Ryu is the Eyeless Guy. <laughs> Great audience, so sorry. Retsu goes to Ryu, the eyeless guy, and is like, you gotta let him go. And he's like, no way. He's a child. And he's sick. And then Retsu is like, nah, put your best fighter out there. Whatever, right? And then it just kind of cuts to that fight. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, it cuts to this dinner you're about to talk about. And literally, Baki's like, oh, I'm going to this tournament? Like, he didn't even know why he was fighting that other guy. He just said yeah. it was his lucky day. Like, well, the narrator is just like, like, so he's called him, he's like, tournament to the next round of the tournament. And then Baki's just like, tournament. <laughs> and so Baki Hanna advanced to the Grand Raitai Tournament. Uh, Raitai? Yeah, so he's at dinner, and it's, they talk about the origins of the Raitai Tournament. Phil touched on this earlier, but it's because it comes from the word a wooden platform, I believe. Drum platform. Yeah. They showed us the word. They try to explain the meaning, and then they're just like drum and platform as like the Chinese characters that make up the name of the tournament. But it really does not elaborate it at all. Yeah, and so we learn about the the history of ancient Rome and the Raitai Tournament. Like they're having this dinner, and then they're all like trying to convince Baki, and then they're and then the eyeless guy is like, "I know you're gonna join it," and he's just like why why would you know i'm gonna join it and then they're like because someone else is joining and then it just cuts to feet well but also kutsuke's like baki can't fight because he's dying and baki's like well i guess i am dying and then the guy is like only way to get better is to fight this has been known for thousands of years oh yeah and it is true four thousand years of chinese martial arts experience yeah. So so the um the competitor which makes Baki want to join the fight. Oh no wait, and it makes Kozue go <laughs> No No Not him yeah. Her hair goes on Medusa. Yeah, and it kinda like the camera goes down her throat. Like for a second I thought that we were like in like the inside Kozue universe. Season three. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually from now on just all taking place in Kozaway's stomach. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, it's uh, our good friend, civil rights hero, Jiro Hanma. Um, civil rights hero and genocide. <laughs> An ape genocide committer. Um, so yeah, Yujiro has been invited, I don't know by who, um, there were a bunch of pilots saluting him, mm -hmm. which I don't think you're supposed to do to, um, I guess, the world's strongest man. You just salute him. <laughs> but yeah, so Yujiro's going to be in the fight. Um, Kozue is not excited. What, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it'd be fun to have uh, Yujiro in the Raitai tournament? 
Well, Baki had never heard of the tournament, even though his dad was fighting in this one in a hundred years tournament. That is true. I think it begs the question is, you know, is the point of this tournament to win the tournament or to beat his dad? Maybe. I mean, I think it's a nice father-son bonding activity. It's fun because both of those are correct. Um, (laughs) Baki, yeah, Baki's, as I've talked about before, Baki's a very simple man who has said before, he doesn't want to be the world's strongest. He just wants to be stronger than his dad, who is coincidentally the world's strongest man. So he he's really only into this to fight his dad. Um, what a great elevator pit for a show. <laughs> it's a fun. But also, I the way this tournament unfolds is one of my favorite, just like, it's it's not like any tournament arc you're used to. And it does become a bonding moment between Baki and his dad. So I'm really looking forward to next season. Heartwarming. Yes, bring the whole family together. But that is not the only familiar face joining the uh, Kayo tournament. Who else is joining us, Catherine? Muhammad Ali Jr. Why is he there? Who knows? How did he even know where to go? The other guy seemed really familiar with his dad. Was he? Yeah, apparently he went to Japan so that he could go to China. Maybe he just took like a straight boat. Of, he he flew to Japan to meet Dave, and then he went to yeah. China to fight in the ride. He had to beat up Dave so that he could go to China. So Muhammad Ali Jr. is there, and um, we don't really get to see much of his fight. He punches a guy in the face, and that's the end of it. But um, he seems to also be stronger than the nameless monks in this um uh, Chinese temple. He had very chill music too. I love mom. I honestly music. thought at the beginning that because it went from Ko's away to him, I thought she was like fantasizing about him. <laughs> I wish. Like that vibe. And then I realized, oh no, this is just like a real scene. Hey, how about a little help? I need to get these gloves off. That's that's most of the most of the episode. Like we jump after that to the Raitai tournament, which is in Basically, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, if it was eight times as large. It's not scenes like we see, uh, <laughs> we see Baki kind of like punching nothing in his room and just oh, like, I forgot about popping, like, popping up blood like crazy. Every it's a little bit of a little Yeah, at one point he like like he barfs up blood and then like punches the barf up blood in midair and like it splashes onto Kozue, and then Kozue is like, "Do it, Baki." So you know. Yeah, Kozue's into it now. Um, well, Kozue also cries and goes, there's nothing I could ever do or ever say to affect anything. Yeah, she could have cut it off short there. There's nothing I could ever do or say. Again, very empowering. Yeah. Co- well, yeah. It Kozue does some things. She has like a an Ash Ketchum moment next season, but um, I'm not going to elaborate on that for spoilers. You'll know it when you see it. She turns her hat around and Pokemon moment. No, it's she. She does an iconic Ash Ketchum uh, thing. Oh no, no, I'm wrong. She has a Pikachu moment. Ah, anyway, we'll get there. She casts Baki turn into stone. We'll get to it. So. Um, the season ends. We get some nice shadowy silhouettes of um the twelve Raitai fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot. Uh, what is it? 
12 months in a year, 12 signs of the Zodiac, 12 heavenly protectors, four generals of the elements in the eight directions, and the 12 apostles of Christ, of course, lead into our 12 Raitai champions. I memorized that. We listened to it twice. We were very caught off guard because we were talking and then it said the 12 apostles of Christ. Yeah, we were completely 12 months in a year, 12 guardian deities of heaven, earth, the sun, the moon, and the eight directions. Um, I think 12 is a significant number in Chinese culture. I'm going to guess. Editor Steve will come correct me. No. Fun, fun fact. I don't know. I said this early in the podcast, but I assumed that based off these episodes and next season that Kaio was like a real thing. And so I searched like, what's the definition of Kaio? And it just took me to the Baki wiki because it's totally made up. You're going to learn about Chinese history from Baki. You learn about Chinese history. I learned about the Dragon Road. <laughs> They don't that's not a thing. <laughs> oh episode thirteen. Or like So it really, it depends on how you picture things. Yes. This is episode thirteen yeah, just, of part two yeah. of season <laughs> Funny it is that they go through this whole like twelve, 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 twelve and it's like this is episode thirteen. You'd think yeah. it is It's a baker's dozen. <laughs> so just like the apostles. So the episode ends with Baki standing in the arena, emaciated, looking like he's about to die, um, hopeful that somehow fighting these men will cure his disease um, or his poison. So that usually would be where we'd end the episode. But uh, because I had everybody here, uh, we decided to watch the opener to next season. Well, we watched the ending again. Yeah, you gotta, gotta sure that quick. for the thirteenth time. Let's talk about the ending of this season. <laughs> it was fun because I feel like with all of us, we were trying to name people, and we've all seen different episodes. So yeah. that was pretty fun. We still did poorly. It was fun when the Yeti showed. I think the clown had a really good reveal because he like kind of pops out like halfway across well, the screen Phil, behind Phil literally else. was like, "Show me the clown," and then it did like right <laughs> then. That was good. The clown doesn't show up in the credits unless you specifically say "show me the clown." It's like, yeah, you gotta say his name like three. He will show up in the mirror if you turn off the light. <laughs> Our Halloween episode. <laughs> So yes, the, the end credits was fun. But the, the new opening credits, so this is where I've taken the opening credits for this show, um, is I've just blatantly stolen it from the opening of season two or three, depending on how you want to call it. Um, what did you guys think? Like the better song. Yeah, the song is better. The initial 3D panorama of uh, Baki is weirdly animated, but it also shows these 12 fighters. I mean, we won't get into spoilers, but they look like pretty average Joes. I feel like they... Deadly Convicts have a lot more character than them. These guys seem kind of like... Well, most of them are just described currently as Chinese fighters. Martial artists. Yeah. Kaios, but yeah. Oh, yeah, they are all... You know, the, the fun thing is, they all do have their own gimmicks. Mm -hmm. And even if they lose instantly, well, and then they it, do have their... Well, then it showing some of the fights, which is funny. I think it just really shows one, like, a, just Two. a lot of... 
Is it just two? Oh, is it? Two? It's a lot of Baki versus Muhammad Ali. I think that's it. No, they showed a lot of the Jujiro. Yujiro. Yujiro. Oh, so close. Yujiro versus an old man. Yeah. The Grand Kayo. Oh, he's the Grand Kayo. I believe he won the last tournament. Oh, Chris Yeah, it's the hundred years. Yeah. The last tournament. There's gonna be a month before the next episode. People forget all this. Yeah, you guys got on right before. Um, no Baki November. <laughs> which up you're, you're not coming back till BTS has done their military service. <laughs> it's funny that their fans are called the army. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, that was the the opening. We get lots of shots of um of all the characters that'll be in the next season. So um, little fun spoiler. I love that with uh, anime, is you can tell everything that'll happen in the season by just watching the openings uh, credits. Okay. Anyway, um, did anybody have any comments on the episode they wanted to bring up, or should we jump right into the awards? My favorite thing was just every time um one of the people was announced in the show as going to this tournament that the I every know. time the announcer would go and Yujiro has entered the tournament. Take me to Hong Kong, sir. Yujiro Hanma has entered the Grand Raitai Tournament. Muhammad Ali Jr. has entered the tournament! Mario joins the brawl. <laughs> they have a lot of last minute additions for this tournament that happens every hundred years. Maybe they had people dying. Japan, way too early. The day before the tournament, there's like three new people really throws off their roster. Maybe maybe the old man, there was going to be like four old men. <laughs> and it was like, whoops. And the other funny thing is like, it's a 12 person tournament. Like, what does the bracket look like? Well, it's 15. Oh, no. because they added those the yeah, 12 times six plus the three. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, that's three. even worse bracket because now you have an odd number. But <laughs> Okay, this makes more sense. I also wanted to bring up that when they were explaining the Kayo thing, they showed the like, I don't know if kanji is the right term with like Chinese lettering, but like, like character? The, the character, yeah. They they showed the like Chinese characters yeah. for like Kayo and like it subtitled it with it it just said like Kayo. It's Kayo, right? right? But then but it was then like it changed one of the, the symbols. To be like, and it was, while well, it said Grand Kayo. No, it still said No no Kayo. but Yeah, the, but the subtitle just kept guy. saying Kayo, even though the symbols had changed. And so. the the announcer dude was like, It's for the grand Kayo, you know, and then the yeah, but wait, yeah, I'm just real. His name is Kyo Retsu, right? Yeah. He, well, he's not 100 years old. He's not the Grand Kyo. Oh, the Grand is every 100 years old. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> Even paying attention. I thought I was. I <laughs> really did. Like, where's my nose? Look, they're made up words that have meaning within the show. Yeah. All right. All right. Did Phil or Catherine, did you have anything you wanted to add? I, yeah. I just like the moment we, we kind of. Jumped over this a little quickly when he Baki wakes up in this temple, no idea where he is, and he goes, Where the hell am I in a Chinese restaurant? Where where am I? A Chinese restaurant? <laughs> Which is like a great first and then okay. and he says, The seating is a little weird. And then immediately it gets served food though. So I mean maybe he's Waiters name something sushi? Somebody said sushi. That's a greeting. Yeah. No, do you, I thought they were just 
I have no idea. We'll have to look. This is a job for editor Steve, but big eye roll for editor Steve. <laughs> All right. You'll never know who was probably. <laughs> so the pilots of the helicopter, when Retsu addresses them, they say Wong Isak Sushi, more or less, um, which in the subtitles means on your command. So a big thank you to everybody who did this i didn't get a chance to vote can i just say my if i agree or not sure it was fun so let's i don't want to give the exact number of how many people voted but let's say that we well because it's low (laughs) like single digits sir uh let's say that we had five to begin with and then both phil and Catherine voted and now we're at six (laughs) i don't know what happened there (laughs) oh no i have a phone i don't have to start on my phone oh Wait, okay, good evening. Okay. Neither of you. Oh, my God. Wait, then who voted? Okay. You know what, Phil? Wait, I'm only like two. Like, no. What? You, Catherine, you'll do it. And Phil, I'll read the nominees, and then you can vote in real time. Can Lindsay get here? Well, Christian voted like a good... Yeah, I voted like a week ago. You can do it, too. Sure. I told you Look, we two were... days ago to remind me to do this. We were assigned homework, and I did it when it was assigned. Thank you. You know what? I wash his laundry. I don't think I need to do his freaking thing in advance. Yeah. Don't worry about the optional questions. No, we have to sit here while you do every single one. If you don't understand them, Google it. Google until you understand well, everything. Well, this is a whole award show, so, like, I don't know. like How long is this episode going to be, do you think? Honestly, not that long. I bet the one with Max is still going to be the longest. Even though we're talking about the episode and then doing awards. Yeah, well, before my headphones died, we were, you know, I'm going to make a noise just so it doesn't happen again. Okay. Submitted. (laughs) Email on his computer. Um, Come on. Uh, Yeah, I think we're only at like 32 minutes right now. We did jump through the episode pretty quick. Okay. We clicked around around a lot. Well, five people, we can cover a lot of material. Oh, this is great, because you've introduced the time. Okay. Okay, so... Do you think it's a good show? All right. So, the first category, and this is probably the big one. Who is your favorite death row inmate? Mm. So the cat, the candidates are, of course, Speck, Dorian, Sikorsky, Doyle, and Yanagi the Poisoner. Are you having us vote on everything, or just on whatever's winning? Or what, like, what... We'll vote on those. Oh. Um, I gotta go with Dorian, I think, personally. Okay. I like Speck, because he was in my episode. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, Dorian is really fun. I, uh, I don't like the hand guy. I don't Sikorsky? like... Nobody likes Sikorsky. Oh, the back... Yanagi? Yanagi? I don't like him. I think I might have... I can't remember if I voted for Yanagi. Do you want to give him your vote? No, he stole... He, like, kidnapped Kozali. That's pretty rude. I might go Dorian, too. So, it was a tie between Dorian and Speck. So, Dorian takes a commanding lead with two in his votes. Good job, uh, Dorian. And I did enjoy Dorian singing. This is the part where you put that singing oh, in. Oh, of course. Um, and a bronze medal to Yanagi, the poisoner. No! <laughs> Doyle and Sikorsky, zero. <laughs> Doyle did wear the leopard underpants, so. Wait, Doyle, oh. Second up, this is another fun one. Very similar. Which inmate had the best gimmick? So we have Sikorsky's very strong fingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Specs apnea rush. 
which is where you can punch for five minutes without breathing, Dorian's hypnosis, Yanagi's vacuum hand, Yanagi's poison hand, or Doyle's magician body? The magician body. Okay. I do like that one shot of Doyle just like on the subway randomly where he's <laughs> holding on to it. So I'm going to give my vote to Doyle for that that scene alone. A lot That's of my votes were based on what was in my episodes. <laughs> That's very fair. So that one was also a tie originally between Specs Apnea Rush and Doyle's Magician Body. Oh. So Doyle's Magician Body is going to win the best gimmick. I'm fine with that. Good job, Doyle. It's a normal tactic that's used everywhere. Professional magicians all do it. I probably we did it. Yeah. We will accept this award on Doyle's <laughs> yeah. We will accept all the awards. Oh Please God. send your checks to no, Alright, now this is a fun one. The best voiceover performance. Oh, Dorian. So uh we have Dorian was not nominated. Oh, Dorian was nominated. Last minute right in. So we have Baki, Troy Baker. You two like getting bitch slapped? Narrator by Kirk Thornton. Yasha Zaru Jr., a member of the race of mysterious apes that inhabited the Hida Mountains in ancient times. Yasha's parents were slaughtered by Yujiro Hanma. Dopo Orachi, Steve Bloom. It's not something I'm very proud of. The Siberian tiger's an endangered species. And taking one of them out was wrong. Goes against my philosophy as a teacher. Oliver, James Mathis III. And I'll never rest as long as they have more freedom than I'm getting! And Dorian, Aaron LaPlante. My daddy, he'd only give me two pieces of candy. But I, I wanted more than that. Okay, that's actually harder Steve, than I thought. Steve They're Bloom is just doing Steve Bloom. I love it. I mean, he's got a great voice. You know who I would have voted for if I voted? You're getting on my vote if you're not voting and you didn't even vote? I, yeah, okay. No, why can't you vote? I'm going to give my vote to the narrator. <laughs> I think he has like a very sort of, yeah, it's a great voice. It's a great timbre to it. It makes the show, too. <laughs> then again, sometimes he's gone for, like, multiple episodes. And then he just but it's so impactful when he is. But also, none of these characters are around for that one. The rest of development just had, like, the occasional little bit from Ron Howard. Like, yeah, just, like, little, like, season of... Oh, Bloops, the magician. <laughs> Narrator of this is one day going to become a character, like, in Arrested Development. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, I... Ooh, I'm. I really want to say Oliver, but I'm gonna stick with Dorian. All right. So Dorian gets the bronze medal. Baki gets the uh, silver medal. Baki's Troy Baker, great voice actor, and the narrator with a commanding first place. I did enjoy Baki's performance. Is he Booker? Yeah, he's Booker. Booker Baki. Booker. He was also. He also replaced. He replaced Mark Hamill in, as Joker in Batman Arkham Origins. All right, this is my favorite category. Best female representation. <laughs> We've got Kozue, mm -hmm. Kozue's mom, the lady who goes, aw, when Baki and Kozue kiss, and women in the background shots at the underground arena. And honestly, this wasn't a joke. This was my attempt at getting four people in this category. Uh, mom. Goes away as mom. Okay. I don't think she's a great mother, but I think she's 
the best representation for women, just to be clear. She does, like, let her daughter get kidnapped and just run around with, like, guys who could tear her. Like, I don't know. All right. And so? I'm going to give it to Kozue simply for her glow up after that. <laughs> That's the tiebreaker, because it was a tie between Kozue and women in the background shots of the Underground Arena. See, I voted for them because I was like, you know what? At least they're, like, not... They're the female stereotype. No, they're no. doing their own. Did like, Catherine and I get extra votes? Just like on the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you do. Kozue is watching us right now. Big win for Kozue. Her first <laughs> win of the season. Kozue just came on the entire screen for Netflix ads. All right. Wait, is this making it into the episode, the voting process? Okay. Yeah, I thought this was gonna get glossed over. We're just gonna skip to the award. Yeah, that's what this show has always been: quality over quantity. We try to short it. Yeah, real short. Quality over quantity. We wouldn't be doing. He let's be honest. All right, best moment of the season. So this was one where everybody could write in their own answer. So I'm just gonna read them out, Um, and they all. It's a seven way tie. Um, Actually, you know what? No, there is a clear winner. Do we even do our votes, Matt? Uh, for this one, sort of. So we have two that are very similar. Baki has sex and it makes him better at life, but mostly fighting. Baki becoming a man. Um, we have one for kneecapless Hanayama screaming into the night. Uh, we have one that's the end of your fight. He doesn't have kneecaps. He got shot in both kneecaps. What? Spec pulled a gun out of his p- pants and shot him in the knees. He shot him in the knees. I just remember. It, you got shot. Just like I have a gun, and then the fight's over. Yeah, uh, Dorian singing, uh, or the Dorian Dream Clown. Um, but the number one moment of the season with three three uh, votes are uh, finding out Spec is ninety seven. Spec old man, and any scene with Spec, maybe with the holes in his face, and he seems unaffected. I think that was Mom who put that. Bullet. <laughs> yeah, he shot through his face. That, I was gonna say that, but then I. Dorian one would probably be my vote. Uh, yeah. So you, got, you guys didn't see Bobby loses virginity. Oh, I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> Steve's made me watch you. Like, I don't know. want to. That's the, wor- that's the worst moment in the scene. I don't want to. It was powerful stuff. All right. Um, this, is, this is a fun one because this one only has uh, two that got votes. The least impressive martial arts feat. We have list, lifting a piece of paper with your vacuum hand, slicing a piece of paper with your cord-cutting technique, throwing sand at someone, or vomiting up a grenade and throwing it at someone. The sand. Hands down. That was the stupidest thing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go lifting the paper. All right. Lifting a paper wins, but throwing sand does get second place. Yeah. I, so, I, I can't mean, remember what I voted. So when I was in elementary school, I had a kid throw sand in my eyes, and I was temporarily blinded, and I had to do the eye wash. So it, I think it's a pretty effective martial arts technique. Well, you just said a child did it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing artful about that. It's effective. It's like macaroni. I see your yeah. point now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, upset about it. Um, the most impressive martial arts feats we have this. This was fun coming up with this list. Retsu carrying Doyle across the river. Dorian and like five other characters. Um, I'm gonna come up with a super cut of this at some point. Ripping off a beard hair and shooting it into someone's eye like a blow dart. 
Oh, that's pretty great. Covering yourself in sand and turning invisible. Punching someone with the stump of your recently cut off hand. Or, of course, the apnea rush, punching someone without breathing for five minutes. I, I think the stump punching is got And it, like effective stump punches, too, if I remember correctly. Like, you know, those are some pretty good body blows. And, and Lindsay, of course, um, she's motioning. I don't know. I don't know where Lindsay went. It disappeared into the ether. It doesn't matter. The, the winner of this one is Retsu carrying Doyle across the river. That's Not right. the apnea rush. No, apnea rush was second place though. Just to come back to the previous one, do you think Dale, sorry, Dale Gribble would have been competitive on the show? Oh, with the pocket sand, yeah, propensity for pocket sand. Um, you, he might beat Sikorsky, but that's not really that impressive. Anyone can beat Sikorsky. Sikorsky beat one dude and then beat him again, and we're back. Can we can drink. we get that again, Phil? Let me pour my drink. Don't start yet. Ah, the refreshing taste of San Pellegrino. Get Mushroom Kingdom, here I come. All right. Well, uh, we still have a few more awards to do. People are probably confused why it sounds like I'm coming back from a break. <laughs> we took a break. <laughs> this is a tough episode. Um, the This one was uh, submitted by uh, uh, my brother, Jeff. Uh, the category of <laughs> best. Category of best. That was Catherine. Romance oh, or me. romance. So we have four, uh, I tried to come up, there aren't that many romances or bromances, because even though it's all male cast, very few of them are friends with each other. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but even they made two teams, and the people on the one team aren't even, like, friends, and the people on the other team aren't even, like, frenemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have, of course, Baki and Kozue, mm-hmm. the right answer. Romance? Uh, romance or bromance. Oh. But then for bromance, we have Retsu and Doyle. I would argue that all of these are actually romances. Yes, yeah, yeah. Romance is a cowardly term. Romance, romance is like what the what they told the censors in Japan. It's actually a bromance at all. Yeah, so these might all be best romances. So we have Baki and Kozue, Retsu and Doyle, Katsumi and Doyle, Muhammad Ali Jr. and Kozue. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I, I have a write-in. <laughs> what is your? I I choose. Biscuit Oliver and Doyle dressed as the Lady Cock. <laughs> There's some really sensual moments in that episode, and I think it's... I thought you were going to write in Baki and the guy who said paging Dr. Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Phil goes with the write-in. Uh, Lindsay, you're... I'm going uh, Doyle and Retsu. Which is the winner by a landslide. Uh, every other one got one vote, but the rest went to Retsu and Doyle. It feels like they have more of a character arc. But he doesn't end up... He Like, Doyle ends up with Katsumi. Yeah, but that's, us, that's kind before of Before he goes to better. the Middle East. Think of, like... It's like a Titanic, you know? <laughs> they don't end up Two together. Ships passing in the night. Little La La Land, you know? Oh, I shouldn't whistle that. It'd be good. Please don't. <laughs> Struck down. Just wait until you guys see all of the Muhammad Ali uh, goes away content that will be coming. <laughs> I can go for a couple where one of them is just crying the whole time. It might be both of them. Um, next up, we have the best narration exposition. This was also a fan submitted one. Uh, big shout out to Dapsley, uh, the, the best member of the Discord. Uh, okay. I'm By a landslide. Um, but yeah, so this was best ni- uh, ni- uh, ni- 
Ugh, the best narration exposition um so just the the most out of pocket narrator moment of the season so we have five selections that um we came up with learning about how al capone coated his fists in grease and glass to punch people learning about why being curb stomped hurts so much learning about jack lee Biondi, an explorer who died of old age Learning about why breathing is for chumps when it comes to fighting. <laughs> and learning about the sun shin stance, or how to fight on ancient Japanese boats. I'm going to go with the Al Capone one. I, I'm, I'm leaving Al Capone as well. Ooh. I, oh, man. I think that, no, that makes it a very close second. Mm. So Al Capone gets second place, losing to Jack Lee Biondi, explorer who died of old age. <laughs> Again, another story that Steve thought was true. So, no, I think the I think the teeth thing being left out of that is unfortunate. I, I did consider time cutting. That is one of it. Really should be there because it's also like the least useful. But that one, that it's one, too late. That one was true. So mm. that's why I fall for these things every once in a while. And I would say every once in a while, ninety percent of the time, it's true. Mm. Your default should be that it's not true. But then you wouldn't look them all up. All right, now for something that the audience will have more fun with than we will, because I'll play clips. But uh, best music. So this is the last real award. Can we, um, like, react to them? Okay, we have... Do you want me to... No, no, I mean, like, just, like, react to them blindly. Or... <laughs> I have all the links. I... Wow, that's a great one. No, and I love that one. That one. So we have, music is great. We have OP1. We have ending credits one. We have the opening theme two, which we just listened to, and the ending credits two. We have Lovers, which is used for Baki, Kozaway, and Retsu and Doyle. Um, Chinese Martial Arts, which I've used a few times in the podcast um, whenever I had to talk about um, <laughs> the history of Baki. And Battlefield, which was a write-in from Jeff. Um, it's just generic Baki fighting music. <laughs> Did anything stand out to you guys? I mean, I do love the Lovers one. I just think it is so over the top like great but it might listen to any of them but i did pick lovers because it was I, the shortest title i think i'm gonna go with the ending credits of season two or whatever we just watched yeah. solid and, yep. and you're going with lovers phil lovers yeah. in a dangerous time yeah okay it's Baki. It's always a dangerous time. That would be a good ending credits theme. Just some bare naked ladies. Just... Some deep cut. All right, we're, so that puts lovers in the lead? No, OP1 wins by a mile. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, big win. I don't even remember it. That was so long ago. It was pretty good. 
I think I Good used job yeah. voting, guys. We care a lot. All right. And now for the end. Um, so this was fun. I'll just read some of these. But I put in some questions that I wanted to get feedback on the podcast so I can make it better for next year. Mm. Um, so I put in, what do you want to see more of next season? Um, unfortunately, Did I anyone think... anyone write face reveals? <laughs> unfortunately, I think most people thought that, I, that this was for the show. So we have, uh, what do you want to see more of next season? The protagonist, Baki, <laughs> Baki being on screen. Love editor Steve. Love, oh, sorry, this was my mom. Steve, love the audio clips edited in with guest combo. Love how you describe scenes. You are a natural born storyteller. What? That's your mom? That was one comment. <laughs> it doesn't say it's my mom, but we're mom supports your work. <laughs> Shout out to Sheila. More female representation. I'm lucky. Um, and then Baki. No, I think that one was for the podcast. <laughs> to be fair, all of the most popular episodes are. Uh... My answer would be more Johnny. His noises have been Can amazing. He be the next guest. No. He would be very bad. Uh, and then there was another question: What do you not want to return next season? Um, Steve. Yeah. No change is necessary. It's perfect. Oh, my mom. Uh, I did like whoever put CGI fight scenes, though. And Christian, you get a point for saying the way hands are drawn. <laughs> oh, man. So that was the... Wait, Phil doesn't get to answer. Oh, sure. Phil, what would you like to see more and less of next season? Um, I really liked uh, Ryan's episode where he completely <laughs> watched the wrong show and really flipped the format on his head. I yeah. think that was great. I mean, I don't think it kind of loses its appeal when it's not spontaneous but surprising you is even fun. just you know like going outside the Baki universe bit might be a bit interesting for sure yeah we've got a lot of Baki to, to get done with first but um and things I, am, I am open to doing another one of those episodes and so. in terms of things to not return I don't know I can't think of any maybe it'd be fun not that necessarily not return, but at the end of every episode, you kind of ask the same questions, and then you get kind of like, mm. oh, no, every peak ass. Maybe something like they have to ask you a question or something like that, or Ooh, change it up. See? Feedback. This is what I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you, John. And it's like, don't mess with the format. <laughs> It's a winning format. Just as an aside, Johnny hates the podcast. That's <laughs> because... Nobody paid me. <laughs> but what happens is... um. Me and Lindsay, after I finish editing every episode, Lindsay will, me and Lindsay will listen into in uh, my office or the guest room. And um, Johnny hates that room. And so he just has to sit there the whole time and try and get our attention to leave. Um, And if I haven't made it clear, Johnny is our dog, not our roommate. Um, I just always worry somebody. I'm talking about some dude named Johnny. He grumbles under the table. (laughs) So, uh, Lindsay, Christian, Phil, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on this episode and for being a part of season one of Baki Taki. Uh, (laughs) This has been so much fun. Uh, This has been, I've done, I've done, done a lot of podcasts. I've I've done two other podcasts before this, and this one is, uh, has been the most fun to do. And it's, it's honestly just an excuse to, to talk to people and, well, fifty percent an excuse to catch up, and fifty percent an excuse to force them to watch Baki. And I'm glad that people have been able to enjoy this, and um, to continue this high bar of quality. I will be taking a month off, but I'll be coming back. I guess November twentieth ish, whenever that 
What's well, a month? Put it in you your calendars, what? folks. It's both, it's a month from now, but I don't know what the Monday will be. One, two, one, six. I think you nailed it. It's like the twenty first. Yeah, sure. Either the fourth, either the fourteenth or the twenty first, we'll get a confirmation. But we'll be back. We'll be back, and we'll we'll retake the title of Canada's fifth best anime podcast. <laughs> We're much bigger on Spotify nowadays. Uh, can I add another thing I think would be fun to bring back is more having multiple, because this was really fun, and I think mm-hmm. having multiple guests would be fun. Yeah. No, I don't. I think, I think we'll... Discussions. Yeah. Well, assuming it was fun to do, we'll see how fun it is to edit and how fun it is to listen to. So we might, br- we might bring people back, or there might be an echo for the entire episode. <laughs> Comments! Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you everyone and that's all the baki we've got to talk see y'all next month